The purpose of this podcast is to focus on self-betterment. At least that was the goal for me. That was the most important thing to showcase and talk about going from more negative ways of thinking and behaviors to more positive ones. And people who already think they're good or better usually aren't trying to get better, right? So what I'm basically trying to say is I made this podcast for people who were at some point in their lives not great people, whether that means they didn't feel good about themselves or about how others perceived them or like what have you. Maybe they were just like shitty people in general to other people. But that was the goal, to create something for those people to make themselves better. Because I'm a person who feels similarly. I don't think I always like was a great human being. Um, And some would say, well, you're human and you know who's perfect but I was actively not perfect. In fact, I did not want to be perfect at all. I actively chose against being perfect. And I think a lot of depressed people do this. I thought it was boring to make sensible, responsible choices. And I felt like I was really complex and I was being like early days Lana Del Rey and I was so cool and I like needed to suffer and I was feeling my feelings and I had to suffer for it and everyone else around me had to suffer for it. And like, really, because I was unhappy, others around me being happy was like bad for my brand. And, you know, it also obviously like made me feel bad about myself. So if I'm miserable, we're all going down together. And that's how I thought and felt for so long. And genuinely, I just got really comfortable being this person. Remember the comfort cocoon episode? I just liked being an angsty black hole of mascara tears and vodka vomit. And I was okay with that being my brand. I didn't know any other way of being myself and finding a different way of being myself just seemed way too hard and like too much work. And when you're depressed, doing work is also like really the opposite of what you want to do because like you have no energy and all of that shit. So I wasn't going to like reinvent myself, you know, that was just too much. So yeah, I was like this for a long time. And like I said, I actively want to do my life differently now. Half of it is realizing I'm just becoming an adult and half of it is just like, realizing I need to do better, especially like when I look back on some of the decisions I've made and things that I did, I just am like, I I need to leave that shit in the past. And I like, I don't know. Okay. Something like that. Some, some shit like that. It sounds cliche. It sounds corny a little bit, but I know I wanted to do it and like document the process, which is why I wanted to make this podcast and come up with content like having to do with this. I feel like a lot of people go through this. We don't really talk about it, but we are today. So my issue that comes up with this, and I feel like I can almost describe it as like recovery in a way, which is not to negate or invalidate what addicts go through. But I feel like there are a lot of parallels to having like mental health stuff. Well, first of all, there's a lot of like similarity. I mean, there's just a lot of parallels and overlap in general between mental health stuff and what addicts go through. But what I'm talking about today really feels like a recovery, having to go through withdrawal, having to go through relapses potentially, um, and how all of that kind of works when you're trying to become a better person when you maybe weren't before. And the whole process is because I, for one, have like bad person withdrawal every so often. And I feel like that's what we have to talk about today. Welcome to Depressed Girl's Guide to Life, your average mental health podcast by an average girl in progress. I am on this journey with you. I'm going to struggle and you're going to struggle. That's part of it. And I'm here to tell you that you're not alone. I may not have all the answers, but I do get it. So hopefully 
any of what I say is relatable and can help you through some of it. And today we're talking about something that I've thought about for a really long time and I'm only recently, I've only recently like given it a name or a label, which is like bad person, what did I call it? Bad, <laughs> bad person withdrawal. Um, and I'm going to explain what it is because it's not like that clear cut of a thing when I say it out loud. Um, but I feel like if anybody's struggled with like any type of like addiction or even like compulsive behavior, you're gonna kind of know the vague idea of this feeling and how to control it and how to kind of like not give in to what feels natural to you. Even though it's not good for you, it still might feel natural. And so on this topic, like let's talk about the addict thing, right? So the, the, comparison kind of makes sense, right? A lot of addicts don't want to get clean because it means facing their reality. And a lot of the times that means facing the problems that they themselves have caused or facing a lot of pain. So yeah, it's easier to stay within that comfort cocoon in like the unhealthy, gross little spot on your couch that you haven't left in many days rather than you'd like face your actual reality. And honestly, there's two parts going that about going through like bad person withdrawal or formerly bad person withdrawal or like whatever you want to call it. You can name it, rename it if you want. One, the first one is remembering all the bad stuff you did now that you're a good person and having like a full anxiety, cringe, depression attack, thinking about who you once were and how you're like, oh my God, like I am now questioning everything about myself. And like, this is just like, Like, it's weird. Like, you should be able to sort of, like, move past it. But you're like, how do I forgive myself? How do I, like, apologize to people in my life? How do I make amends? Um, Which I'm going to get into. But, um, but yeah, like, those moments will come up. Like, especially while you're, like, healing and going through a journey of, like, making yourself better. You're going to think about all the times you were not better. Because you're like, oh, remember in this situation when I would have done this awful thing instead of doing this other thing that I'm doing, yeah, all that stuff's going to come up. And you have to realize that you're not that person anymore and that you're like that. That's just like you learned and you grew from it. You have to kind of like think about it in a productive way rather than like letting it take an emotional toll on you and sort of feeling really shitty about yourself. Um, okay. The second one is being in situations that remind you of when you were a bad person. Like let's, for example, let's say you're around alcohol or whatever and feeling like, is it so bad if I slip back into these behaviors? Like you're almost tempted because you're in a situation that reminds you of when you were once a bad person. So I'm going to talk about both of these things. Okay. The first one, remembering like things that you've done that were whatever, were bad or whatever. And you know what? I think we all think back on cringy things that we've done in the past. And sometimes it's like, okay, relax. You were 11 and you did something stupid And, like, you probably only remember what you did and, like, nobody else. And you really don't need to reminisce and feel shitty about yourself when whatever. Like, I don't know. You fell down the stairs when you were 11 and you, like, still feel bad about it as, like, a 26-year-old. Like, get that's not something that needs to stick in our mind and live there rent-free. But then there's other stuff that does stay with you. Like, if you get drunk and start cursing out your parents and you ruin Mother's Day. That may be something that stays with you. I may or may not be talking from personal experience. You know, like who's to say? Um, And like, especially if it wasn't that long ago, I feel like it's hard to be like, am I actually a good person? You have like imposter syndrome of like, am I, sorry, did I say bad person? Or am I actually a good person? Because you're like, look at all this bad shit I did not that long ago. Like 
maybe I'm not actually a good person. Maybe like this journey doesn't make any sense. Like I am just a naturally bad human being. And, you know, like we can slip into those ways of thinking and like, look again, do I think I'm the worst person alive? No, but I've definitely had moments of regret. I've made bad decisions or said horrible things that have hurt some of the closest people in my life. So I think about, you know, the stuff sometimes and I genuinely still think to myself, like how, like how could a lot of these people stay with me or love me still? Because, you know, like, of course they still love you. Um, like your family, your family has to stick with you for the most part, even if you're being shitty, but you know, there's people who aren't your family who maybe don't have to put up with you. And that's, I mean, they might like leave your ass. Like that's like happened to me before. It's probably happened to you before. It's happened to most of us before is like you behave poorly and you do something not nice to someone and they leave you and you're like, oh shit. And it's only in retrospect where you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't have like yelled at this person in public. And I sometimes think about these things and I have like an immense amount of regret. And I mean, usually I try not to regret anything in my life because I believe everything, you know, up until now has made me stronger. And I truly believe that everything has happened for a reason. Again, very cliche, very kind of like woo woo, whatnot. But honestly, when you start thinking like that, life starts get a lot better. Like, not gonna lie, that's a life hack. Once you start thinking every single thing happens for a reason, including the bad stuff, you you start to like have a more productive mindset. So anyway, that's just like what I have to say about that. Um, so yeah, I try not to regret anything in my life. Um, but it's hard. It's really hard to lose people when you're like, this was a direct consequence of my actions. Like I fucked up. I did something that I truly wish I hadn't. Um, and now you might be better. You might be getting better on your journey and healing and all of that. And you might want to be like, okay, like come back telling this person, like, come back, you know, like I'll probably be good this time. Like probably, hopefully. Um, but things don't always work out that way. And also it's really not anybody's job to, like forgive us if they if you really you know like you they don't have they don't have any right they don't they don't they don't need to forgive you they really don't um if you did something that was wrong in the heat of you feeling like shit um like I like I think it's understandable to have empathy for people when you're like oh I'm really like mentally ill and like I just like behave this way the other person has the right to be like I feel really bad for you and like that sucks but also like your mental health issues directly affect and hurt me. And I have to take myself out of the situation, even though I care about you and I love you. I need to prioritize myself because your behaviors are self-destructive and destructive for like other people around you. It does really suck though. And I'm validating that. I mean, in these moments, I try to remind myself that I am getting better um, and that's what counts. And for those who don't want to be back in my life, that's completely fine. Um, and like everything you're doing now is going to pay off in the long run, despite the fact that like, yeah, you definitely have fucked up in the past, um, and taken your own just like upsetness and anger out on other people. And potentially you've done that in really big ways, but that doesn't invalidate the journey that you're on now just because of your past behavior. And also, okay. Something that I really think people need to hear that I've been thinking about a lot with myself too is just because you're depressed and you feel like you're the victim of life and like you've been bullied or you've been, that doesn't mean you're always the victim. Like it's possible that sometimes you're shitty to people and you take your mental health stuff out on other people. And I think we, in our heads, we contort that to be like, well, I'm still the victim because I still feel like shit. And it's like, no, like other people can be the victim of your 
of you feeling negatively about yourself and you saying and doing things. Um, and again, that doesn't invalidate what you're going through, but also like, what did I ever say this quote, but like you being mentally ill doesn't give you the right to be a jerk or like an asshole. And that's always a thing that people, other people have reminded me because I'm the one who says it and people are like, okay, well, if that's true, um, that's how you have to like live your life. And it is true because you stop being the victim People stop feeling bad for you when you start like taking out all of your anger and angst onto them. Like you're not going to have people who are on your side and backing you up if you're going to do that. So like that's really to me, that's like main takeaway. Sometimes I do think about apologies and how that would look and feel. Um, I know people who have gone and apologized to every single person in their life after getting back on the healing journey um, and really having perspective and really realizing like, wow, I, you know, I've like yelled at people in my past and I really like fucked over best friends of mine and all of that. But, you know, I thought about it a lot and I don't necessarily always feel so inclined to do that. I mean, the people that matter, I feel like got apologies, like my parents and my siblings. And, you know, hopefully I'm showing them a better me every day, which is probably what they want anyway. You know, like how far does sorry go? If anything, like people want action. People want to see you doing better and making better choices for yourself and not emotionally exhausting them all the time. Um, for the rest of people who are not like blood related to me, an apology is a hard thing for me to fully think about because, and I don't mean to be like a petty bitch about this, but I feel like even as someone who did regrettable things, a lot of those people also like had it coming, which like is going to sound bad. I also just said like, don't be an asshole and all that stuff. And I'm doing that right now. So whatever, but here, okay, here's the thing. And here's my, here's my feeling on this. It's like when you're depressed, you may probably most probably attract shitty people into your life. Like people who are maybe going to take advantage of how badly you feel about yourself. Like, Again, like I, I, I think this a lot too, where I'm like, if you're in a toxic relationship, most toxic relationships are not one-sided. The majority are not. If you're in a toxic relationship, you're probably also toxic as fuck. And that's something I've had to realize about myself because I've obviously had that, those encounters. And I think again, I was like, I'm the victim. I'm so, look at how horrible this person's being to me. And it's like, you, you should think about when you're also being horrible because I was a horrible communicator. I would get mad. I would get drunk. I would pick, pick fights. I would, I, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, like attracts like is basically what I'm trying to say. And that's something I've had to learn. And I'm like, well, to attract non-toxicness, you yourself have to change and something else has to shift within you. So yeah. Okay. Sorry. Going back to apologies. Um, yeah, I don't really believe in apologizing to a lot of these people. Um, again, other than like my closest of friends or, and or blood relatives, um, because I feel like a lot of the people who I maybe did go off the handle on is because I was just like, I mean, again, it's if you were toxic, then I probably yelled at you. I mean, that's it. So anyway, if I did hurt someone in my past, th this is the takeaway. The manner that I went about it was probably horrible. And for that, I'm sorry, because maybe I shouldn't, you know, maybe there's a better way to communicate my emotions. But also, like, you might have deserved the actual words I was saying. So something to ruminate on. So that's the first part is, like, the remembering and kind of just having a moment where you question if you're a good person, if you question this journey. 
Um, and again, it's really important to remember that like you are on a journey and growth means you start at one point, which is not always like the best point, and then you're getting better. So even if you remember you have those awkward, horrible, cringe moments of like, oh my God, I used to be such a bad person, just like having faith in the fact that you're getting better and that deserves a lot of credit. Anyway, I'm going to talk about the second situation, which is where you want to be a shitty person again. (laughs) So, and this is more of a parallel to addiction because um, our patterns and our circumstances will make us want to repeat patterns that we've done before um, because we are attracted to familiarity. Someone once said, someone, someone on TikTok once said that um, I'll always choose a familiar hell over an unfamiliar one. Like you, like you'll gravitate to shit that you know. For example, if you go to a bar and let's say you haven't cut out like all the toxic people in your life because that's kind of hard and maybe a little impossible, you decide to like, you know, like get blackout drunk, which we, as we know, is not like mindful drinking from prior episodes. Um, And it's probably a bad idea because then you're going to spiral back and relapse into sort of like bad personhood, whatever that means and whatever, whatever that looks like for you. Um, and I'm going to mention alcohol a lot because that's usually when I'd start to morph into like the whole Mr. Hyde, Dr. Jekyll situation. And like, I was like, it's time to tell everybody exactly how I feel about them. I'm like, I usually bottle it up and pretend I like all you hoes, but now is the time for me to tell you that I fucking hate most of you. And I'm going to do it in a really mean way. So yeah. Anyway, otherwise I'd usually have pretty good control of my words and actions usually. Um, But yes, often when I let my inhibitions go, or even if I was like really triggered, I can go to the bad place, or at least I feel a temptation to go to the bad place. Um, And by the way, not all of it is screaming at people. That's just, I think that's kind of like what I did. I'm also talking about unhealthy behaviors that we may think um, will make us feel good in the short run, but make us feel like shit in the long run, like people picking really shitty people to be with, um, you know, again, short term, whatever that might mean to you. I won't go into like too much detail on that, but, um, short term things that will cause very high levels of positivity. What is, what do you think I'm thinking of? Um, and yeah, so picking, picking people like that, um, it's exciting in the moment, but like, you're probably going to regret it or you're probably going to feel not great about it. Um, you know, like, and by the way, you're still going to feel urges. I think that's something that people talk about where they're like, you know, you're cured once you're like, you never feel the urge. You never feel the urge to drink again or do drugs again or um, engage in bad behavior again. You'll feel the urges. Like you'll feel the urges hundred percent. It's about combating the urges. It's about putting methods in place to say, actually, I don't think I'm going to drink tonight. Actually, I don't think I'm going to take strangers home tonight. Actually, I'm not going to, you know, like, go off on this person actually, you know, like in your head being like, no, I'm better than this. Like I used to do this. And like all of the nudges in my environment are telling me to do this, but I want my brain to be, to go beyond that because I just, I'm not that person anymore. And again, this is like similar to what an addict would feel. Like you'll be in those environments and the familiarity will hit you and I'll be like, oh nice. You know, like I want to go back to my old ways. Like I, this is I know this, I know this place, I can do it so easily because my brain has adopted the pattern, like whatever, the dog, what's the dog? Someone tell me the name of that dog. The dog that that does the thing over and over again with the food and the bone, my brain is so off, I just can't. I used to know, oh no, okay, I need to like look this up. Okay, it's Pavlov's dog, I totally knew it. I 
how okay anyway again brain is mush a little bit but yeah so basically knowing those patterns knowing you know like what it is and also i've definitely given in a few times more than a few times um and in this moment i'm working on the mental strength not to to basically tell my brain like no not today and giving in is not failure like i think every time i've done it and every time i've like gotten drunk done my usual whatever it is like I, you know, whatever the old habits that you used to do, that doesn't mean you now suck again. It like setbacks will happen. Like that's the whole addict thing. Like relapses will happen. It doesn't mean you don't have the capacity to be a sober person or to be a better person. Um, And I think that's just like important to remember because the fact that you even like want to do it is like the biggest first step. And everyone says that. And yeah, it feels monumental to get from awareness to actually maintaining not doing it anymore but you gotta you it's steps right you gotta get from place to place step one doesn't mean you're still like in the gutter like you're well beyond the gutter that's basically my take on bad person withdrawals and potential relapses and just remember you're the boss of your brain like you have to retain like retrain what it's doing um to say like we're different now like we're not giving in this time but also when you give in be nice to yourself um like we're taking the steps they can feel small and not like they're making like not much of a difference but every time you tell your brain no like no i'm not gonna drink because i'm sad like no i'm not gonna yell at this person for no reason like you're making a difference and you're retraining your brain to pick up and adopt better habits and ways of being because again and i've said this before and i'll say it again it's really easy to just do whatever you were doing and not change like i love stagnation like i love being stagnant and i love just my life staying the same but that's also not how life works like you can't do that and expect for things to be different for you especially if you're looking for a better life which again like i made this podcast for that so if you're looking for better Things have to change and it takes like a little bit of mental effort and not giving into like your carnal urges to do that. Awareness, awareness is key. Awareness is number one. And again, if you're aware, you're already like at a really great place and it's really just like slowly moving from stage to stage. And that is all for today. That was the episode. I, again, I, I, I like these topics. I think that they're fun and different and interesting. I feel like nobody's really like talking. No one needs really talked to me about bad person withdrawal. I just know it's something that I personally feel. So if you're feeling it too, um, or if you know friends who are feeling it, or maybe friends who are like not ready to accept the fact that they're going to have to feel it, then send this podcast to them, share it, follow me on TikTok and Instagram, and we'll see you in the next one.